What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, folks, Ali, I'm really excited. I have an awesome uh, cocktail I want to talk about later. And well, you're listening right to... Yeah, 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 listen. You're listening to... How about an introduction? How about let I, the people know where they are, who they're talking to? Who, Ali, I, I, I. People are like, who's Ali? Who's I? You know, not really. Okay, well, we have fans, but... You you're know. listening to this podcast is delicious. You and if really you don't are. Know, if, if you don't know who we are, uh, you know, we've got a ton of back back catalog episodes where we mention our names and every everything. But joining me... On the other side of this computer screen is Ali Hassan. Right here. How are you? How are you? And I'm you? and I'm Marco Timpano. And if you don't know the podcast, we talk about food. We talk about drinks. Uh, Ali's the food person. I'm the drink person. We've had years of experience, uh, both behind, um, front of the house, back of the house of restaurants. And uh, we bring that experience, love, passion, and a little uh, wink and a smile to you on this podcast. I don't know how oh, else to describe it. it. You like it? <laughs> I love it, buddy. I love it. Um, happy March to you. March is, uh, I mean, um, I don't even know. Did I Did I wish you a National Peanut Butter Lover's Day? A, a happy National Peanut Butter Lover's Day? <laughs> no, you didn't. That was really it's like It's it. the craziest. It's the craziest. It's uh, National Banana Cream Pie Day, Oreo no. Day, uh, I don't know, Meatball Day. <sighs> I should, we should eat, we should eat meatballs together, pardon me. National Eat Your Noodles Day. Who comes up with these? It's a mess, but, but we love them. We also love them as if I wouldn't like uh, oysters on the half shell on national oysters on the half shell day in 31 days from now. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. lot. I just look through that list and I get hungry and I get inspired. And so keep, keep it coming. Keep it coming with the lists, folks. I'm really excited because, you know, this time of year, people are getting antsy. People in the colder climates, they, they, you know, March break is coming up for some people or spring break, whatever you call it. And, uh, you know, people have just been a little bit miserable. It's been cold. They've been inside and I've got a peppy drink for for them later on. Okay, very good. Peppy. Peppy, exciting drink, something that, that gives a nod to warmer weather, let's say. And, uh, you know, and, like and actually I, I discovered something that I was like, why have I never made this at home? So I'm, I'm excited to try, try this, this week. All right, buddy. Yeah. We are talking about falafel, today. falafel, something so good that has the word awful in it. I mean, it's yeah. really like, uh, it's a cruel thing that happened there, uh, in the, in the translation, but, um, it is quite delicious depending on where and how you eat it. What is your relationship with falafel, Mark? You know, this is where I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I'm going to, it's a full you confession. You here I'm... now? How? <laughs> <laughs> so for years, all I knew was I liked falafel. I tried it once and I was like, I really like this dish, but I had no idea what it was. And I would awful, often get falafel at shawarma places, right? So for me, I was like, it's some sort of meat. I don't know what it is. It's something I'm not familiar with. And uh, so my relationship with falafel was always puzzlement. I would like it. I it, it would be bright green or it would be kind of yellowy. And I was like, what is this? Of course, this was back in the day where I didn't have access to the internet. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have a lot of Middle Eastern friends that I could say, what is falafel, right? But you were eating it and you were enjoying it, but you didn't know what it was. Is that what we're saying? 100%. The- I'm, I'm very much the person to try stuff, especially if I don't yes. know what it is. I go in a restaurant, I'll say, I'll have this. And if I don't like it, I just don't, I won't eat it or I'll just eat part of it. But generally speaking, if it's something novel or new, my mom would say when I was a kid and she would send me to the store to buy, you know, simple things, I would often come back home with things she didn't know what they were. So I'd come hmm. home with a bag of lychee fruit 
or a dragon fruit. And she'd be like, I don't know how to even approach this. What part do we eat? How, what do parts do I cut out? But I what was always- part of bananas, eggs and milk. Did you not understand? Boy? Exactly. Did you get a little bit of that? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. She'd <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, here we go. And she'd have to yeah. try to figure out how to approach these things. Beautiful. Right. So that's yeah. always been my sort of, sort of MO. So I would go out with friends and, uh, you know, I'd be like, I want to try that. And they're like, what is that, Mark? I'm like, I have no idea, but I want to try it. And then I found out I loved it. So I still don't a hundred percent know what goes into falafel. I know that it's basis chickpea, right? Yeah. It can also be fava bean, but okay. yeah, that's, often. Yeah. That's why it's green. So I don't, I certainly don't immediately. You know, the think, green is from the herbs actually. Okay. My okay. Friend. Okay. Yeah. So here you go. I'm totally ignorant. And I say this for everyone out there who's listening, who's like, I don't know what falafel is. And I'm embarrassed to ask. Well, Marco's not embarrassed to say, I don't know, but I will say, I love it. I love it. I love it. So Ali, have you ever made falafel? I have not made it from scratch. I have made it in the sense you you get lots of packages of it and I fried it at home. Okay. Uh, There have been times in our... um, in our family history where we were really trying to just make food at home, uh, sure. lower the meat, you know, uh, less meat and cheese. And, yeah. um, I enjoyed that. I mean, you are deep frying in your home. It's not yeah. for everybody's right. uh, taste to do that in their house, depending on where you live and what the situation is. Um, this is what I love about Ali. He made it at home, but he won't claim that he made it cause he didn't make it from scratch. You didn't grind the chickpeas into flour. I didn't flour. grind is the chickpeas. No, okay. I'm, that's okay. what I'm saying. Exactly. For most you people, it in a box. And... For most people that's like, yeah, yeah, I made it at home. And you're like, well, technically I didn't make it. Scratch is scratch, my brother. <laughs> okay. Scratch is scratch. Now I'll tell you this, my, 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 you know, I was, I was okay with falafel for many years. I oh, could take it or I could okay. leave it. And then. <clears throat> 2007, 2008. The tipping point. The tipping tipping point. point, The TSN turning point of my (laughs) life, as it is, as it were. Uh, We go to. I'm invited to uh, Amman, Jordan, for this Amman Comedy Festival. Fantastic times are had, and then all the comedians are loaded up. Uh, After the show, we're going to a place called Hashim. We're going to Hashim. I could. I couldn't tell you what that is. That means nothing to me. It could have been a brothel. It could have been a roller skating rink. We're going to Hashim. Okay. It could have been a city that you never heard of. It could have been a location. Exactly, yeah, right? Sure. Turns out Hashim is a place, um, like a, a restaurant that specializes in one thing. What is that one thing? I'm going to guess is, falafel. You got it, bro. Here you are. Like paying so much attention. It's falafel and everything else that they make only serves to um, get the falafel in you. It's a vehicle or it's a accoutrement for the falafel. I love this. So, they make falafel and they make their own pita bread. So you're getting warm pita bread to put the falafel in. They have these tahini sauces, garlic sauces, fresh mint, pickled turnips, fresh tomato, fresh safe onions. To, safe to say they're making it all from scratch. All from scratch, of course. And 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 no meat whatsoever. Sure. They're making it from scratch, you bastard. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this actually changes everything to have a falafel made by people who have probably been making it for generations sure who know what they're doing and make it with their eyes closed and make it regularly there's no like oh we have a few sitting out let's re-deep fry them because this idiot wants falafel and all his friends are getting chicken shawarma that's all they do there is no meat this is vegetarian restaurant that focuses just on falafel and you know better than i do even marco 
having traveled across it, when somebody focuses on one thing and does yeah. that one thing well, I mean, you know, it's like the anti-cheesecake factory. You know what I mean? The well, yeah, the and menu, there's no menu. We have our one thing. That's what we have. What you're we actually menu. dealing with an expert in that thing, right? Yeah. When, when yeah. you're dealing with chefs, they, they know how to do a bit of everything. But when you're dealing with someone who makes that one item, whatever that one item is, yeah, that's where things are different. And and you experience this probably when you go into a, a bar or cafe that makes coffee and that's the thing they do, espresso-based yeah. coffees and, they, and they're just banging them out versus the place that, that does a million things and they have coffee, right? It's never yeah. quite the same, right? And likewise, sure. I bet this was like above and beyond. I had a meeting in a bubble tea place the other day sure. and uh, bubble tea is not my favorite thing. And so <clears throat> the person had offered to pay, get me a bubble tea. And I was sure. like, no, I, I didn't want to put that on them. I was like, I don't know how much of it I'll drink. And, you know, I also was trying, I was full and bubble tea is also, there's a yeah. mealy component to it. Yeah. So I said, I'll just have a coffee. And the guy at the shop goes, we don't have coffee right now. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I think this is a blessing. Yeah. Because I don't think you care about coffee anyway. The fact that you don't have it right sure. now, A, is a great sign uh, for me to not to not ever have the coffee here. If I'm coming here, it's going to be for the bubble tea one day. So it be, it. the question begs to be asked, what did you have? Uh, water. A glass you, of water. Oh, you were that person. You were with a friend. And they're like, yeah, I, and it was I'll, a meeting. It was a meeting, and they were going to buy something for me. And sometimes it looks good to be like, yeah, I'm not trying to uh, mooch off your dime. Okay. And you know, it was an initial meeting. And mm -hmm. next time we meet, this person's buying me lobster. Let's nice, not be, I love no. it. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, this place Hashim, it blew me away, and I realized what falafel should taste like. How how light and pillowy in the center. You know when you have those French fries that are crispy, golden on the outside yeah. and pillowy, uh, but they, it it tasted like this. But with, you know, tons more flavor than a sure. potato. And with the bread that the, the pita bread arrived still filled with the air from the Love oven. It. The air Love was it. just seeping out of it as it, I mean, you could not have had fresher, fresh mint from Jordan, fresh tomatoes. And it was phenomenal. And right. I was concerned that that was the last time I ever eat falafel. Right. And since as, then? Since then. We make it at home, as I right. said, from a package. Uh, I'll go, and if somebody, if a place makes falafel um, a la minute, as they say, like in right. other words, they didn't fry it in the morning and they're re-deep frying it, but they put it, they have a mixture going, I'll order it, and I do enjoy it. I don't, you know, Hashem set the standard. But in in uh, November, oh, here we go. I am listening to an episode of... Um, the food program on the BBC mm -hmm. and the food program sometimes, you know, our biggest competitor, by the way, our biggest competitor, by the <laughs> way, I should not be talking about them. How dare I promote our competitor? Um, sometimes it's pretty niche, you know, sure. Um, the future of wheat in Northern Ireland or uh, Ireland. Or so, you know, yes. I'm not as interested in, in, in that. I'm more interested in the future of wheat in Canada. Let's of say. Course. So I don't always download every episode, but one of the episodes is called falafel. And okay. I'm like, great. Let me. So, host Sheila Dillon starts semi dramatically with, a, in London, there is a crossroads of falafel, mm -hmm. where Sudanese and Jordanian and Lebanese and Syrian all meet together and, and this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty dramatic. And she goes, that place is Shepherd's Bush Market. And I'm like, why do I? I've heard of that. Right. I've heard of Shepherd's Bush Market. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. I go to my my WhatsApp messages. Right. I am going to London in in December. 
And I realized back in September, my buddy who I was going to be staying with sent me his address. It's in Shepherd's Bush. I'm like, oh, this, man. Is, this is too much. I'm going to be there in two weeks. I don't always download the episodes. Sure. Downloaded this episode. So I land at like eight in the morning. And oh, this has happened. This has I happened. I land, yes, in oh, London. you said I in land, two weeks. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, in oh, two I, weeks I, from when I heard the episode. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So November right. is when I'm listening. December sure. I land. I land at my friend's house around eight in the morning. I get there and I'm just killing time. I'm chatting with his wife. His wife right. has a little sort of a tea party. Some friends have come over, uh, a little Christmas party at their house. I am chatting with people, right. meeting some very interesting people. I met a woman whose husband was, um, she's a she's a concert violinist who had played at Ma- Massey Hall. And, you know, it's a British woman who traveled the sure. world playing violin. And her husband was the um, band manager for Kings of Leon for 18 oh, cool. years. And I'm, I'm, it's a fascinating life her and her husband have had. Sure. Um, you know, cause I'm on the road, but I'm like, you're both on the road in different roads. This is right. wild. And she's saying, I met Kings of Leon when they were like, basically like teenagers. And, but a part of my mind is still like falafel, falafel. It, must it's have falafel. around the corner. I'm here talking to you. I'm but- just waiting for you right. know 11 o'clock to strike. Sure. And so finally I'm like falafel time. And they were like, oh, you're, you meant, you meant you're going to go today. And I said, oh yeah, I meant I'm going right away. Cause I right. had mentioned, so I take the walk to the market. It's a open air market and Sheila Dillon was not lying. You can get all kinds of different wow. falafels. And now I'm like, whose vibe do I like? You know, what do I? Mm-hmm. And um, I go into this one place and I was like, can I order a falafel from you? And uh, he's like, sure. Start talking with the guy. Turns out he's going to Abu Dhabi in a week. I'm going to Abu Dhabi in a week. Oh my goodness. We start chatting. He goes, what are you going to do there? I go stay with my uncle. This guy's too busy. It's always busy. I go, we're going to go like Siduing. You know, uh, we're going to go sure. on the water. We're going to do this, that. We're going to go on a camel, you know, a camel ride, safari. My friends are going to. So he's like, can you tell me some details? So I'm giving this guy information. In exchange, he is giving me this uh, falafel. He also took my money, but it, it, yeah. as, as he should have. Marco, it was just so unbelievably satisfying. Wow. He warmed the pita on the grill. The pita was softened. The vegetables. You know how it is when you're outside your own country. Everything tastes better. Sure. In fact, everything outside of North America always tastes better. So and there that's is hard that to element. say in, in the UK. It's not known for everything tasting better. No, not everything. No, but no, but I'm still saying. like quality of ingredients, sure. I think, are still better than what we get in North America. I don't know if it's better. It's just you're you're attuned to it in a different way. Maybe, maybe yeah. your senses are heightened in this. Or guy, you're just, but, you're you just know, more relaxed or you're like in a I, different environment. So you're like, okay, you know what? I don't have to worry about all the things at home. I can just enjoy. And there and, could be that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's less crap in the entire system, the food system, Fair. less preservatives, yeah. less, you know, or whatever you call them, herbicides and whatnot. Sure. Um, herbicides. Shit. I wasn't that, expecting it. No, I wasn't expecting to go Pesticides, there. herbicides. Yeah, sure. I don't I, you know, I can make up formaldehydes. Yeah. I don't yeah. yeah. Um, it was just, it was fantastic. Okay. It was really, really fantastic. So, so what my goal was to go back every single day. Uh, what went back? What, what, it was, it was that same crispy exterior okay. and very flavorful. You can also get a bland falafel. You know? Right. And I, to be honest, I was chasing falafel a, a little bit after Hashim, after that experience. Right. And, I was even going to like, you know, a corner store where they have saran wrapped packaged falafel. And then I'd take it home and I'd try microwaving it or I'd try like in the toaster oven and it's just dry and crumbly. 
this is like the moisture is in there just absolutely perfect the flavor was like incredibly fit. like i would challenge anybody who's a meat eater to not eat that and be there like you go. I'm still craving meat it just satisfies everything in you and a pickle and the tahini sauce and the, yeah, sure. put some hot sauce on it and it was like my mouth is watering as i speak about it but yeah like now i feel like i need a little bit of a, a you know i won't be able to have falafel in canada it was really like everything i expected and i'd been building it up for a few weeks and is everything I wanted out of a falafel. And it well, was so I will say that you'll probably find falafel that's awesome here in Toronto or in Canada. I don't think you should be biased just because you had two ultimate I experiences. A, I just need a break from it. I need to, I need okay. to reset the hard drive okay. and yeah. then I'm back. The flavor memory will go away maybe, and then I can do it. But yeah, I, I'm sure I will. All right. Listen, we've talked a lot about falafel, but there's going to be listeners out there who haven't had falafel or have heard the word, but don't know what it is. So can you de construct what a falafel is people listening at this point get that there's no meat in it because we've mentioned that a few times and yeah. that there's pita involved in it but what at its heart is the falafel as you said it could be chickpeas so, so is it made either... from chickpea flour like is is it, it it's like yeah, a ground little... chickpeas not not flour flour is like the it is much more um uh, fine, thin, okay. fine. Yeah, this is and what now? That said, you do require some fl flour as a binder to keep uh, the ground chickpeas together, but they're more sort of loosely ground. Um, they, they so if you're, like, if, they yes, look like meatballs, we should say, right? They look like tiny, like they're they the do size look like meatballs. of. Sometimes they're slightly flattened. Okay. Uh, sometimes they're slightly oval, depending okay. on who's making them. How when we make them, like a I use the two spoons. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. A ducel, it's called, right? You're 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 using the two spoons, a tablespoon and a tablespoon, and you're like uh, flipping it over in the two tablespoons to make the shape. Quinelling and then what that you bad. have is something. What's that? Quinelling that bad boy. Quinelling that bad boy. Yeah. Nice, good for you. I think quinelle is the word. Yeah, because I, I think ducel is, is more of a. Is a, a mix of mushrooms and whatnot, right? Oh my god! Finally, I'm a fool. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to point. I didn't want to point no, that no, out. The way listen. you do to me, anytime I make a slight mistake in French, I get, I get the, the third degree all of a sudden. I just pointed down it out, but I didn't want to point it out. But I still pointed it out. But I'm glad you did. I corrected. Um, I gently corrected it, like a soft pillow in a falafel yeah. in in a, in a pita shell. Okay. Listen, so, I'll tell you why the uh, from scratch thing comes up because okay, it's actually yeah, not me, that hard, me. but I, I didn't want to go wrong. I didn't want to okay. go wrong because I've never done that. Now, sure. you're, you're soaking the chickpeas overnight is another thing, you know, which, so if you wanted it for lunch today, you're making it, that's not how you're it making works. it yesterday. You're making it yesterday. Okay. Right? You're, so you're soaking them overnight, usually with a little bit of baking soda. This is a trick people use also when they're making hummus, they do this and then you grind it with you know, it could be parsley, cilantro, it could be green onions, uh, garlic, cumin, coriander. I put maybe some um, chili flakes in there. Uh, I, I love how I said maybe as though there was any doubt. Of course, right. I'm putting chili, right? Um, same thing goes with if you're using dried fava beans, you follow the same same process. So you could use one or the other. So you either get a chickpea oh, one. Oh, you can make a mix of you. You can make a mix. You can make a mix. These are like a regional uh, choices. I see. Okay. Right? In Egypt, it would be only fava beans. Typically. Oh, okay. Because we know because how the Egyptians there. are. Okay. Well, the Egyptians, you know, one of the greatest things, and we did an episode uh, on this, I believe, uh, 
the fava beans, my favorite fava bean dish is fool, it's called, which again, right. unfortunate translation. And it's the worst thing is it's spelled F-O-U-L. So it looks like foul. It's pronounced fool. fool. There's nothing, you know, it, it's kind of lost in, but fool, uh, mademes, I believe is how it's pronounced, are, uh, are, are, are fava beans. But again, I had those in Jordan. And once I had that for breakfast with fresh pita, I was like, good Lord. So I've been making uh, fool at home for, for uh, over a decade. Oh, wow. Um, it's one of the most filling, like I'll take that over oatmeal any day. It's such a filling, nutritious, um, you know, energy booster in the morning. Fair to I say really it's your really lucky charms. It. It's your lucky charms. It's my charms. lucky charms. Okay. I, you can say that. Um, I think typically falafel, I can say, the vast majority of times it is being deep fried, but there are, I've seen people's recipes where you can oven bake uh, falafels. You know, it's probably something similar to French fries. Yeah, you can bake them, but you, are you getting close to the deep fried flavor? Right. Not exactly. But if you're trying to limit your oil consumption, that is an option too. Sure. Or, or again, you know, in your home, if deep frying is just not an option, then you can look at um, baking them and look at different um Different recipes, but sure. you mentioned green, and uh, that's usually because of the parsley and green onion, or okay. it's like more of a, a a beige brownish color. Right, and then sometimes people will also add little sesame sesame seeds on the top. But uh, yeah, I'm I I would say that if I'm ever in a Middle Eastern restaurant, yes, I'm almost always gonna get falafel, and usually the person I'm with is like, what do we? You know, they, they have this whole fish they do. They have like shawarma and shishtauk. And all, what right. do we do? And I, I'm like, no, you don't understand. I need, I need to reconnect to my, my TSN turning point in uh, in 2007. And now, so fal- I, I'm a big friend. And it's also um, falafel can be eaten just with a fork or a spoon with some tahini, which is a sesame sesame seed um, uh, a sauce that goes right. on it, right? Um. Or it can be more typically stuffed in the pita bread, which is why I mentioned pita bread at Hashim. Sure. And it's a, it's a fantastic sandwich slash uh, street food. Um, but yeah, a hollowed out fresh pita bread is, I mean, just unbeatable. Just yeah. unbeatable. Yeah. It's, it's hard to understand how this food item can really satisfy and pack the protein punch or the, you know, it fills you up. It, it's not, you know, even though there's no meat involved, you have one of those, you're set. I'm set anyways. I, yeah. I really fact, find it. When made with chickpeas, Marco. Okay. Falafel, high in protein, obviously yes. chickpeas, protein, like like most beans, almost all beans. Complex carbs, which you want of versus course. your simple carbs. Yeah. And fiber. Yeah. Okay. Key nutrients, calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, copper, manganese, vitamin C, thiamine, 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 which, which is often people who are low in B vitamins because yeah. they don't eat pork where thiam, thiamine is often found yeah, might want to turn to the humble, um, falafel for your thiamine <laughs> needs. Look, I, I don't know. It could be trace amounts, but this is where the, you know, listen, this is what this, I just know. Eat more. Vitamin just B eat and more. folate as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just vitamin B, folate, all those things are found in B vitamins. So if you, if you're not eating pig, turn to the falafel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, just know that you know chickpeas are low in fat and contain uh, no cholesterol on their own. Right. But once you do the deep frying, sure, sure, they, they will absorb that okay. fat. So um, that's where if you if that's a concern, you bake so, it. But if you don't, if you have no concern about that, listen. Whereas get I'm, into it. Whereas I'm recommending it for your diet. Ali saying proceed with caution. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. If if caution is something you need to um, to have in your life, um, sure. I I you know I've I've thrown it by the wayside for many years, yeah. and I am and paying shows. the price and it now. Shows. I yeah. know it shows. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yes. So, uh, dude, I don't know how else to praise this thing, uh, but but the final thing I will yes. say. So that nobody, none of our listeners go, he told me to have a falafel and this thing is pure garbage by no means, by no means. And you, you even, you, you said terrible or earlier when I suggested by no means should you have a pre-made falafel okay, um, and microwave it or, <clears throat> um, you know, bake it after the fact and then, and then put it in pita. This is something that should be made a la minute, i.e. in the moment Right. There's no the no one, despite what Ali says, no one says a la minute, but anyways. Do they not? No. I mean, we're not in, we're not in France right now. Well, it's like mise en place. It's like we borrowed, menage à toi. We've borrowed some I, words. I, I guess, but Jesus. Oh, like, your how hatred often are you for using, the French. I'm, I'm, your hatred for the French I, listen, permeates I, I, our I, entire lives. Listen, <laughs> I, I have, I have relatives in France. My, you know, I, I. When was the last I, time you talked to them? Um, about three years ago, a cousin yeah, came from Paris. Yeah, yeah. Hello, there you go. Oh, he only had, you had to talk to them because they I had came to. They, here. they stayed with me. What do you want? Do you uh, want? yeah. So, but and anyways. What did they do to you? Did they, did they mess up your house? No, they, they were really lovely, actually. They lovely? Okay. Yeah. Actually, they didn't technically stay with me, but we took them out. We saw them quite a bit. So, so I mean, what is your problem? I know, I, mean, I know, I know. Um, anyway, falafel. Go out there and get some and let me know. And, and my personal, you know, I think um, a tahini is great. Yes. Hummus is a little overkill. It's already chickpeas. I don't think yeah. you need to put if you want to. Great. But I think tahini and some hot sauce is yes. fantastic. And a little tang from either pickles or um, or um, uh, the pickled turnips. Yeah, the turnips. is fantastic. Yeah. I'm so lost in a falafel world. I mean, I'm going to have to have one in the next 24 hours. That's what I've done. I've talked myself into it. And then if you have like very fresh tomatoes, that is terrific. You get this freshness. And I would recommend. Oh, here we go. It's not often done. Here we go. It's not often done. Here we go, folks. Um, Write this down. Fresh mint. Fresh mint. Okay. Now, not everyone's going to have that. Not every restaurant's going to have that. So you pack your own. You bring your own mint. You pull it out of your inside jacket pocket. Put in your purse. Don't you worry. Fold it in your wallet. (laughs) It comes out, it looks like a little bird, like you oh, have a man. little budgie in your yeah, pocket. Yeah. And they go, oh my, sir, no animals in here, sir. And then you go, no, no, it's just mint. fresh mint. It's yeah. just fresh mint. <laughs> All right, friends, listen, I said it at the top of the show. I was really excited about this. So Ali tells me we're going to do an episode on falafel. And the conundrum comes where it's like, I can't find a cocktail that's associated with the Middle East. Hmm. It's really difficult. Many people in the Middle East do not drink alcohol. So I was like, okay, Marco, it's time to think. So I sat back and I thought, okay, what is the drink item that I think of when I think of Middle Eastern cuisine? And I turn to the pomegranate, which brings me to grenadine. So I'm going to give you a recipe, but before I do that, I'm going to talk about grenadine because a lot of people have heard the word, have been to bars, and they think it's a cherry syrup, which is actually not true. Grenadine is a simple syrup uh, with the base of pomegranate juice. It comes from the French word for pomegranate, which is Grenade. I hope I said it right. Uh, Ali will correct me if I said it wrong because he always does. Close enough, buddy. Close okay. enough. Huh? No hate mail on that one. Okay. So most uh, grenadine, however, that you encounter is like from if you're buying store bought grenadine, it is it has little to no 
pomegranate juice pomegranate in it. It has sure, high sure. Fru- fructose corn syrup, yeah. citric acid, red food coloring, but is anything but. And it's the simplest thing to make. Marco, how simple is it to make? Okay, I'm glad you asked. You need two cups of pomegranate juice. I say just go buy the pomegranate juice in the store. Two cups of granulated sugar, one lemon. In a saucepan, you combine the juice, the sugar, and some lemon peels. And you boil that up. You boil up the juice, the sugar, till the sugar dissolves. You bring it to a slow boil, stirring occasionally. Once the sugar is all dissolved, reduce heat and cover. Let it simmer for about 10 to 15 minutes and stir it occasionally. It should thicken up like a syrup will. Mm -hmm. You cool it down and you add half the lemon. You know, you've cut the lemon in half, half the juice in a lemon, or if you like it a little bit more brighter, you can add the full juice of that one lemon that you have. And you can store that in the fridge for three weeks. So that's the grenadine recipe. Yes. And that was given to you by a man who clearly has no children, because in my house, we are buying the pomegranates and we are getting my children to, you know, open up the, uh, open up the pomegranates. Pomegranate, you know, when they're 99 cents, buddy, it's like, they range from like $5 a pomegranate yeah. to like a dollar. So when they're a dollar, we get three and then we got to move. And so my, sure. my children's little fingers are really great at opening them all up. And also I really like pomegranates in salad. I really like them as like an ingredient in, you know, if you're making kind of like a roast chicken and then this is like a a thing you sprinkle on afterwards. I just, every sixth bite, let's say has a pomegranate seed in it. It just, it's such a lively ingredient. It's a beautiful Um, ingredient. It just pops in your mouth, right? That's the other thing about it. I like that you use your children as the labor to deal with the pomegranate. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure what else to use them for. I mean, I think that's why we have kids, right? Remember the kids would work the farm. I don't have a farm. Work the pomegranate children. I always, I always argued that my dad had me so I could mow the lawn. There you go. Right. And that's probably only a little bit far from the truth. Now I want to say, Ali, here's the thing. So I didn't find it, I found it a challenge to find uh, cocktail recipes from the Middle East, right? So that's why I went to the grenadine. But I did find a recipe that really- Middle East, by the way, he just said right, but I just, I want to just dig into that a little bit. Sure. The right is probably because A, uh, lots of Muslim populations in Mm -hmm. a lot of the Middle East and and typically non-drinkers. And B, with that level of heat- you also want stuff that's hydrating. Typically right. you're reaching for like a watermelon juice or pineapple juice or coconut, right? This kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And, and that's what brings me to this drink. So I'm glad you mentioned oh, that. Okay. So I'm not going to say it's hydrating, but it involves some of the things that you said there. And it's a beautiful looking cocktail. And it, I think it's a perfect cocktail that you could have with a falafel. And it's the bikini martini cocktail. I'm sure. Um, as we speak, the Middle East is very happy for the respect that you've given them uh, by uh, making you know an ode to the Middle East, the bikini martini. Most most of the Middle Eastern women probably not prancing around in bikinis, but you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not? There's plenty Why not? who do. There's plenty who do. So thank you. What I like about this particular cocktail is you can make the mocktail version of it and it's fantastic because, mm-hmm. you know, when people think of mocktails, especially for kids, they always think Shirley Temple and the Shirley Temple does actually have grenadine in it, but I think it's the worst tasting mocktail out there. It's, you know, grenadine, lime juice, seven up and ginger ale. And, and then they put cherries on it to mask the flavors of something that was made 
I don't know, 50, 70 years ago. I mean, when was, when was Shirley Temple a star in the twenties? I mean, I, you know, if you want to go down that road, you know, Jesus was a star and that was a long time ago too, Marco. Yeah. But we don't have any Jesus mocktail drinks yet. 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 I would like you to change that. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, uh, known for his drinking. It was wine, but still, I mean, this, the time has come, I think. All right. Let me tell you what's uh, it is. Yeah, oh my God. Marco's Messiah. I could, it's such a good name for a drink. Anyway, you come up with that, but I've okay. given you the name. All right. Thank you. Okay. So we've got coconut rum. I'm sure you have some in your house right now. I don't, but you're talking about Malibu, I guess. Yeah, right? Malibu is one of the ones that, for There's me, whenever we get Malibu, it lasts forever because I never Ever. drink it. Forever. I'm like, Ever. it's so, it's, it just feels like a gateway to diabetes. It's very it's thick. Like, it's it tastes, very sweet. It yeah. tastes like sunscreen to me. I'm like, why would I want to <laughs> drink this? Right. Okay. <laughs> so you lather it on your body. That's how yeah. you get rid of it. Good for you. That's uh, a good visual. Vodka. So you want um, an ounce of vodka. Two ounces of coconut rum, two ounces of pineapple juice, ice. You shake that bad boy up. You put it in a martini glass. You strain it, of course. Mm. And then a half ounce of grenadine, which you pour in. And what's going to happen is it's going to separate. So you're going to slowly pour it into the martini glass. It's going to separate and give you a layered effect. Some people want to put cherries or a wedge of pineapple. For me, the look of the cocktail is beautiful as is, so I don't think you need it. And uh, and that's the bikini martini. If you want the mocktail version, five ounces of pineapple juice, three ounces of coconut water, one ounce of grenadine, and ice. I like that. So you're replacing like the coconut rum with coconut water, yeah. pineapple, pineapple juice, and grenadine. Beautiful color, beautiful taste, hydrating. Better than the Shirley Temple, in my opinion. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. I, I like the... It's a rare thing where I go, I think I'd go for the mocktail over the cocktail, but I might, I, I think, yeah, I mean, look, we're still early. It's just, it's March. I don't, I, I don't find myself needing too much hydration, but on a, on a beautiful summer day, that is a great drink. I disagree. I think now is when you need it because right now it's gray and gloomy and sad outside and cold. You want to think of summer. You want to think of spring. You want those flavors, those summer flavors, those tropical okay. flavors. You have that. Imagine you're having a few friends over, right? And they bring their kids. You can make the bikini martini for the adults and then you can have the, the mocktail version for the kids in a different glass. And then everybody's drinking a beautifully colored tropical thing and everyone's happy. I love everything you said, except I'm not spending uh, coconut water money on children. But anyway, yes. Otherwise, yes, I agree. With, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All the kids are welcome to everything in our house. It's expensive. It's coconut water it's expensive. is expensive. It's I expensive. get it, man. You know why? It's a, It's only because if somebody has a sip and goes, I don't like it. Next thing I'm, I'm like, you know, it's four bucks just yeah. to make that right there. Okay. Beat it. Go play in the backyard. Fair enough. Go play. Uh, enough. Go dig a hole, as they as they used to say. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, great great suggestions. Not bad at all. And I can picture, yes, the mocktail in particular going well with the falafel. The same way that um, the same way that um, you know, I like some pickles or pickled turnips in a falafel sandwich. Yeah. It's nice to have a little bit of tartness opposite this kind of more robust. Um, fritter, you sure. know, so I like the idea of the grenadine in there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I think, I think that was the one that I could match the best with it. So and I'm happy. I can't wait to try it. I haven't you had this. Your this I did my research. That's all I do these Rats days. Research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, you know, I'm going to need a falafel ASAP. Yes. So getting around that. And I'm probably going to start uh, combing the flyers mm-hmm. for pomegranate sales. Okay. And I'm going to get my kids to work because uh, I like it. I like what you said. And, and, and sure enough, you know. In the month of March is when I really do start exploring like some lighter flavors, almost as like my own sort of beckoning to spring. I'm like, come on, come on, spring, get over here. And that's why I'm making like maybe a a mango or a pineapple salsa to go with some like lightly fried fish or something, right? It's more like you'd typically make that in May, but in March I find myself like, okay, it's enough with the curries and the soups yeah. already. Let's yeah, get I out hear of you. this thing. So I hear you. And I would, I would um, definitely bring that drink in as a, as an ode to summer and a little bit of like a you know encouraging uh drink that like hey it might be cold inside but uh, it might be cold outside but it's it's it's, it's tropical drunk, in here it's drunk inside it's tropical <laughs> in here, exactly. yeah amazing okay friend, bud good episode yeah awesome it, you're costing me money of course i gotta go buy yeah, all these no, things listen. now but otherwise <laughs> i cost myself money it's not even an issue um, we'll see you again in two weeks, right before St. Patrick's Day. We might have something like uh, special and themed for St. Patrick's Day. Not what you think. Not what you think. Not what you think. Not green beer. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have something for you real soon. Look forward to uh, to chatting again. That's it for me. I'm Ali Hassan, and I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. 